Hi, and welcome to Zurich's Perspectives, Zurich Canada's podcast. My name is Alban Nalum, and I manage the customer distribution and marketing function for Zurich Canada. I'm very excited to introduce to our Canadian brokers this new podcast series. As it became apparent that we were going to be working from home for the next few months here, my team and I thought about ways to maintain uh, an engagement and to stay connected with our, our broker partners. This is how the idea of the podcast came about. We hope that you'll like it. We'll hope that you'll find it informative. I'll be welcoming guests who are experts in their field. I'll be probing, teasing, challenging. I want to make sure that what we deliver to you brokers is uh, insightful and relevant to your day-to-day job. So welcome welcome our first guest, Sad Mered, Chief Agent and CEO of Zurich Canada. Sad has been in, uh, in Toronto for a little over two years. And I joined shortly thereafter. Uh, a lot has happened since then. I'll be asking Sad the, um, the highlights of his uh, tenure so far, his outlook on the market in general, 2020, 2021, and, and beyond, but also what he's, what he's most proud of with Zurich as an organization. And, and I know he's very proud of uh, what the team has accomplished. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Hi, Sad. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good to have you today. Um, Sad, you've now been in Canada for over two years. What are some of the most significant accomplishments of your tenure so far? So first, I mean, I'm on great. Thanks for hosting me. And then I'm very excited about this, this means of sharing information and insights with our distribution partners, our brokers, and, and, and many other colleagues in the marketplace. Two years and um, four months and uh, ten days. Uh, it's uh, it's been quite uh, quite a ride, and it, you know I have to say that it seems like it's been an, an eternity that I've been in Canada for a very long time. I feel Canadian already, but it it's also feels like it's been uh, only yesterday that I arrived in, in in Toronto. We've 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 achieved a lot as a firm in that space of time. It's been um, a, a hell of a ride. It's been uh, it's been a journey that 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 I've I look back on uh, very very fondly because it's it's been super impressive how the uh, the marketplace um, how how the you know Canadians in general um, have welcomed uh, me and, and my family but also how the marketplace has really um, 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 you know come together to support us in our journey as well uh, and the journey has been one that's been really focused on on getting a bit more clarity on our strategy in the marketplace uh, as Zurich Canada. It's been a journey focused on making sure that we have the right talent within Zurich Canada uh, at all levels, not just at leadership level. Um, it's a journey about refining uh, our initiatives and uh, focusing on those that are um, uh, resonating uh, with our brokers in the marketplace and our customers, of course. Um, it's been a journey of listening to those brokers and customers um, to tweak our strategy and tweak our initiatives as we went along. And it's been a journey of uh, getting our ship back on the right track financially in terms of performance as well. You know, looking back on it, it's been um, very positive. Uh, we've, uh, I would say, passed a couple of intern- important turns on the road. And we're seeing much clearer in terms of where we, we need to, to get to and what the sort of the immediate uh, to midterm future could look like for us. Uh, so all in all, we're excited. Uh, I'm proud of the team and also sort of humbled by the support we've had from many in the marketplace to, um, to, um, to, to get us to where we are right now. 
So my next question is, uh, 2020, to say the least, was a bit of an unusual year. Um, a lot of things happened in the last nine to 10 months. Is there anything that stood out uh, from an insurance market standpoint? And then maybe a little bit more, take us inside the Zurich Canada sort of organization, what you saw that maybe you didn't expect or were expecting and how sort of the two ran in parallel, right? So external conditions, but also the DNA of Zurich Canada and how it came together. So, so there's four, four, I would say, words that, that sort of for me describe uh, 2020. It, for me, it's, it was a year of resiliency, a year of creativity, a year of empathy, uh, and a year of, of discipline and rigor. Um, and I think, uh, and I think those four themes, I think, apply whether we're speaking about Zurich uh, internally within Zurich Canada and the team in Canada, but also uh, in the marketplace when I observe our, our, our partners um, um, going at it in 2020 and, and uh, even our peers for that matter and, uh, and other business partners, be it um, our loss adjusters and, and uh, law f- lawyers and, and, and many others. Um, and, you know, I, I would say, you know, resiliency because it's been a very, very challenging year, not just because of COVID, but also about, you know, sort of the market conditions, the trading conditions for commercial insurance, especially um, uh, clearly the COVID conditions through, um, uh, through a, a massive wrench in the process. So having sort of this, this uh, two, 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 two punch, um, uh, heavy punch year was difficult. Uh, people tend to forget as well that it was a tough year from a cat perspective. Um, it was uh, one of the top cat years in the last 10 years. Um, so uh, people tend to forget that. And um, so it's really thrown a lot of um, uh, at us uh, as a company, but also as an industry and a market. The creativity, I think, came into play because I think we had to find solutions um, uh, for our customers, uh, for our brokers, uh, especially uh, for those uh, situations where customers were really um, um, uh, in industries that were really hit hard uh, by the um, uh, by the economic uh, downturn uh, triggered by COVID, um, and uh, and of course creativity for some customers that were, I would say, uh, more um, um, uh, heard than others uh, uh, in terms of the trading conditions and and the capacity uh, availability or or lack of capacity uh, for for that matter for some of those customers. Empathy really towards our our, our colleagues. Um, um, uh, especially those that uh, had uh, more, more a, a tougher time uh, in in dealing with COVID on a personal level, be it because of uh, family issues, um, uh, be it because of uh, entirely individual personal issues, uh, where the teams came together to support those individuals and those team members, uh, and also empathy towards uh, a number of our friends and, and in the in the broker space and, and you know sort of you know, you know interlocutors at, at at brokers offices who also were going tough tough time and finding ways to support each other and and, and get what we need to get to uh, across the line. And discipline. I think this was a year as well where, where at least on the underwriting and claim side, it was important for us as a team to uh, continue our, our journey to get our portfolios in the right place uh, and to continue to execute with, uh, with a lot of precision and, uh, and urgency. And also, I, I believe the market overall, um, I've seen a lot of discipline in the marketplace, uh, which probably uh, has uh, led and was the main contributor to the capacity and trading condition challenges right now. But, uh, but you know, this is clear that discipline is there to make our, our industry more sustainable and to keep attracting the capital that's so, so, so sorely needed, uh, especially in Canada. 
can you share any anything with respect to the financial results of 2020 for Zurich Canada? And then, and then another question that I was just thinking of, because um, I'm not sure that our audience necessarily knows how big Zurich Canada uh, is in the world of Zurich. Um, so, where do we rank in terms of the you know the, the number of countries that Zurich is represented in in the world? Are we like top five, top ten? Um, help us yeah. sort of, you know, put Zurich Canada on the map of Zurich in the world. Sure. So, I mean, look, I mean, Zurich Canada is is, is still not uh, firmly a, a top 10 country within the Zurich organization. And in fact, uh, it's um, it's something that strategically is, is our ambition. I mean, Canada being a, a top 10 economy in the world, Canada being a top nine insurance market in the world. Clearly, we don't. We're not um, in in the Zurich world. We're not providing to that to that perfect mix. In fact, in a in a perfect world, we would actually over-index the Canadians, the Canada's position uh, in the Zurich uh, portfolio. Um, uh, so this is clearly uh, in our strategic journey, and and we're executing to that to that to that, to that ambition. Um, uh, in terms of the financial results, uh, we're we're you know you know I'm, I'm not really able to give you, you know, all the great details uh, of our uh, statutory results, which will be coming out uh, to the public uh, shortly. Um, so there'll be more on that uh, uh, through our communication. But you know I can safely say that you know we've uh, we've turned a corner uh, firmly in terms of bottom line. Uh, however, uh, still not meeting. Uh, our, um, our ROE targets uh, and our capital, uh, you know, return on capital targets. Uh, part of that uh, is uh, linked to investment returns um, and also the discounting rules that we've had to apply in Canada, but also uh, because we're still um, unpacking and, and, um, and, and dealing with sort of, um, I would say, portfolios of the past that are still giving us uh, some, some headaches and some heartaches. Um, but also, you know, on the CAT side, clearly there's there's still work to do in terms of, of uh, you know, how do we get our portfolios more sustainable to sustain those those, those hits, um, uh, which seem to be more frequent uh, and more severe uh, than, than usual. So the, the constant update of our views on on, on these shock events uh, is really leading us to leading us to you know probably to reassess constantly and and, and ever so the the level of of, of rate and, uh, and and the capacity uh, that's deployable in this marketplace uh, by the insurance industry um, on the top line side we, we we've done very well you know our our teams have been very dynamic in the marketplace uh, well uh, we've um, uh, you know Zurich is you know has a very strong balance sheet and we're able to start, continue to commit to, to the market uh, we've been uh, we've seen a lot of opportunities as a result we've uh, converted on those opportunities so we you know we are we've clearly turned the trend of uh, Zurich Canada having declining premium levels through 2018 to uh, since 2018 the end of 2018 back to 2019 and 2020 you'll see uh, in our in our results when as soon as they're public uh, a very nice uh, growth um, uh, in terms of our top line and that's really has also um, meant a growth in our customer count uh, in the low double digits and, uh, and and obviously as well that's permitted us to to reinvest in our in our people and we've grown our, our our team size as well, and and it may be more visible to some of you uh, as brokers out there in terms of our regional staffing, especially. So, Sad, you've um, you've had a lot of experience working in different parts of the world um, for Zurich, but also in your prior life. Um, so, you've been through soft markets, you've been through hard markets. Um, what do you see unfolding in twenty twenty one in terms of in terms of the industry here? 
Yeah, so it's, it's a great question. I think if you had asked me the question three months ago, I would have given you a slightly different answer. Uh, and six months ago, for, for, for sure, a different answer. I think as the weeks roll by already in January, we're, we're continuing to see, based on the fourth quarter 2020 results, uh, we're continuing to continue to see a lot of stress and, and uh, tightness in the, in the, in the marketplace um, uh, in general. So we have continued economic challenges. Um, uh, you know, the, the pandemic is not uh, resolving itself quickly enough. So we're clearly seeing, um, you know, continued uh, uh, challenges in the first six months of 2021. Uh, we're seeing that at, we believe that the vaccination um, uh, campaigns around the world will have, uh, you know, certain and, and salutary effects uh, by the summer. Um, and so we're seeing a very, um, you know, sort of a bounce back in the latter part of 2021, the second part of 2021. But that really means that we're going to have a challenging, a challenged year economically, uh, not just in Canada, but globally. And I, I mentioned globally because, you know, Canadian uh, companies, whether they're, they're, they're global champions or even uh, mid-market companies, depend heavily on, on, the, uh, on, on international trade and international investment. Um, and so, um, you know, as, as the world goes, Canada will go as well. Um, and um, so we see a, a stronger, latter part of the year, but overall in the aggregate, probably a challenged year in 2021, and which really means also a challenged year uh, from an investment return perspective. I mean, um, you know, policymakers and, and, and especially monetary uh, policymakers um, have, you know, it's not a secret, it's an, it's, it's, an, it's an open statement from them that they will uh, um, endeavor to keep interest rates low, which clearly for, for insurance carriers is a challenge, uh, continues to be a challenge. So that will continue through 21 and probably beyond. Um, and all this spells as well um, um, a, a further challenge on our, 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 our rating and capacity deployment uh, for the market for, for by the carriers on, in the marketplace. So I'm seeing continued challenge conditions from a from a from a rate environment and a conditions environment. Uh, certainly for the first uh, part of the year, but we we believe probably for the for the remainder of 21 and well into 22. Maybe not at the same uh, scale as we've seen at the at Q4 uh, last year. Uh, but probably, uh, you know, I would say uh, at least at a, at a, at a sustained uh, and high pace, uh, nevertheless. We are not seeing yet, um, um, because of loss trends, uh, be it on the liability side uh, in, in the U.S. especially, but also because of uh, loss trends in, in the CAT world. Um, uh, and as, as most of you know, the, uh, the, you know, the model, CAT models for Canada have been uh, recalculated and updated uh, very recently. Uh, CAT models are being updated around the world right now, uh, because, surely because of, uh, of the observation of, of, of the increased frequency of, of severity CATs. Um, and, um, uh, and that really spells um, you know, more pressure on solvency uh, calculations, and it spells more pressure on capital. And, and balance sheets uh, for, for carriers. And um, so that continues, of course, and, and will provide additional pressure. And, and you know, we're seeing this um, you know, directly as uh, we are seeking to renew our reinsurance uh, programs uh, globally. Uh, clearly those uh, terms and conditions have, uh, have been much tighter um, and uh, have taken away some coverage areas and have increased uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, rates on those, uh, on those protections as well. And so all of this put together clearly means that there'll be more, um, more um, hard work ahead uh, for all of us. Um, but you know, the team is, uh, is ready to take that on and, and we're, 
We're, we're, we're, we're, we're in there communicating as much as we can and sharing that insight individually uh, with brokers and customers as much as we can, as early as we can. Do you have, uh, do you have any recommendations, suggestions, advice maybe to brokers who are listening to us right now? Again, given the benefit of your experience through hard and soft market conditions um, in the commercial insurance space specifically? Well, I, th- I think you know, as usual, I think planning is is a is a secret to uh, to to uh, not just success, but also to uh, to to sanity in many ways. Um, we we have to, um, I think, uh, plan as as far ahead as possible. Um, uh, um, you know, the renewal of our relationships uh, with customers. We need to um, uh, to be very lucid about what uh, capacity is available in the marketplace. We have to be very lucid about coverages available in the marketplace today. And we have to um, uh, also um, uh, you know, understand the time it takes now uh, to, uh, to underwrite risks is, um, you know, I think we're back, back to the future and essentially because we're, we're really going back to basics in terms of underwriting and, 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 um, and leveraging risk services, risk engineering, uh, claims insights, and all that takes time. And, um, uh, you know, my, my observation in 2020, for example, is that those customers and brokers that uh, did the planning, did invest the time in sharing insights of the customer's risk profile, um, engaging in conversations, uh, unpacking uh, more challenging aspects of a customer's operations uh, with underwriters and risk engineers and, and claims professionals uh, have fared much better in this process than those that did not. Uh, so clearly, uh, the, the insurance relationship is is again taking a lot of time uh, to to maintain, of course, but also there's uh, you know there's been years of I would say a bit of uh, opaqueness in many customers' operations and rapidly evolving operations with the economic growth of the last few years uh, before the pandemic, um, and uh, we're now only now coming to terms with the complexity of some of our customers' businesses and. And, and there may be some misunderstandings or, or, or assumptions that are the wrong assumptions. So just unpacking that in due, t- due course and not waiting for the renewal season to be upon us, but to do that during the course of the year through stewardship meetings and other review meetings, I think is, is, is my word of advice. This is how we've managed in the prior cycles. But I have to say, Albon, that, that this particular uh, market is by far, this is my fourth hard market. And this is clearly um, uh, um, you know, one that beats all of the three hands down. Sad, you've, you've used the term sanity. So we've all been working from home for the most of, of 2020 and suddenly since the beginning of 2021, unsure as to when we're going to go back to the office. What do you do to keep a sane mind? What, what do you do to sort of stay healthy and, and to, to catch a break when you need to catch a break? You know, I love to listen to music. Um, what do you do? What do you listen to? Are you uh, an avid music listener as well? Well, Alban, you, you know very well that none of us can compete with your your musicality and your your interest in music. <laughs> uh, but you know, s- some of um, you know, few people know this, but I, I'm actually a big a music fan myself, and I have a very because of my my background and my travels and my career and, and personal travels as well. I have a very eclectic sort of music style. But it's interesting during the pandemic, I've gone back to. Uh, I would say the, the my foundational decade, which is the 80s, and uh, in the 80s I was in college in California, and uh, you know I spent a lot of time listening to the Grateful Dead. So the song that there's one song that I've I've, I've listened to repeatedly um, uh, during the um, uh, during the pandemic is really uh, Grateful Dead's uh, "A Touch of Grey." It is a song that uh, resonates with me in terms of of you know you know looking at the at the world as a glass half full and looking at the optimism that there there should be uh, even uh, in in some pretty uh, you know sort of dark times. So 
music is definitely one area that I've spent a lot of time on. But you know, generally, uh, I'd buy it's, it's been you know, you know, making sure we have you know, I, I kept the discipline of at least getting fresh air every day, right? So the the bottom line of just going out there and walking. And I think a lot of our we spend a lot of time with our teams, as you know, you know, um, um, giving people venues and also little competitions, fun games to be able to, uh, and fundraisers as well to be able to um, to get our team members to be out there and and and, uh, and disconnect from the screen. Thank you, Saad, for these words of advice. Always, uh, always good to be reminded that uh, we don't need to be connected 24-7 and we need to go out, even in the winter, breathe some fresh air. Thank you. Good to have you today. I hope you've enjoyed the, um, the conversation with Saad. My, uh, my takeaway was um, the theme, the big words that came out of this conversation was um, resilience, collaboration, in working together, right? So I think that in, it has never been truer that the, the, the three-way collaboration between insured insurance companies and brokers is absolutely critical in these very difficult times for various reasons, hard market, COVID-19, for us to all work together to plan ahead. And it's really when these three things happen that we can deliver the best outcome for our mutual customers. So that, that's, what, uh, that's what struck me in this conversation with SAD. As always, you can find the podcast on Zurich Canada's website at zurichcanada.com. Send us your suggestion for future podcasts. Thank you for listening. Take care and be safe. audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained herein may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice. And accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you. This has been a production of TNKR Media. Good talk.